You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I am interviewing Miss Leslie Clahivo. She is awesome and she teaches small businesses how to launch. So if you're interested in launching a product or a business, you're going to want to listen to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I did want to mention that I met Leslie through the Click Technique group. She is a wonderful member of that group. She helps all of the other members when they have questions about launching. And I truly appreciate her being a member. I appreciated her so much. I invited her to be on the Traffic and Leads podcast. And that's how we ended up where we are today. I think you will find a ton of value in this interview. And I wanted to thank Leslie again for her participation in the Click Technique group, as well as being a guest on the show. So this is the perfect way to introduce the Click Technique for those of you who do not know. If you go and check out theclicktechnique.com, there's a free five-day boot camp that will walk you through how to build a strong online marketing foundation. There's mini trainings, there's access to our private Facebook group, there's so many things. And essentially, this training will teach you how to build a strong online marketing foundation so you can continue on to build a never-ending traffic and leads that you can count on to your small business. You can do six-figure launches. You can do all of these amazing online marketing things that you guys have heard so much about. Well, this is the first step. So make sure you go check that out at theclicktechnique.com. Before I hop into the interview, I wanted to give you guys a little tip, something that we're working on here at trafficandleads.com. So For those of you who are running a pay-per-click campaign, essentially, if you don't know what pay-per-click is, uh, you're able to pay Google to show up on search engines. And uh, you're basically telling Google, hey, I'm willing to spend X amount every time someone clicks on an ad. So for those of you that are running a pay-per-click campaign, you must, must, must be following that up with a retargeting campaign on Facebook. I've had numerous clients run a pay-per-click campaign and those bad boys, they can get super expensive. Some people are spending up to $7 a click. That's not even $7 a customer. That's $7 a click. And you need to follow up with these people on Facebook uh, and retarget to them after they've clicked on your ad on pay-per-click. So that's how magical Facebook marketing is. You can put a Facebook pixel on your landing page from your pay-per-click and then go to Facebook and basically say, hey, Facebook, everybody who went to Google, clicked on my pay-per-click ad, ended up on this page, please show them this ad. Numerous clients have told me that they've gotten lots of customers from this strategy. And not only told me, we can see in the analytics. So it's really important because it can take six to nine touches to get someone to actually make that decision and call you for services. So we've done this in the roofing industry. We've done this in the photography industry. We've done this in the coaching industry. So you, and I've done it for myself. That's how I run my own pay-per-click ads for trafficandleads.com. So make sure you're doing that. It shouldn't even cost you that much on Facebook because it's such targeted traffic. It's highly, highly useful. So do it. If you don't know how to do it, or if you have any questions, please do reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. Now let's hop into this interview with Leslie. I think you guys are going to totally dig it. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you on today. 
I am so thrilled to be here and thank you for having me. Yeah. So Leslie, tell us a little bit about what you do and your specialties. All right. So I started online, I'd say about almost eight years now as a DIY blogger. And it turns out that I didn't love blogging about fixing things as much as I thought I would. I really started um, finding a love for creating products and working on all things tech. So um, yeah, so that's what I do now. I teach people how to figure out how to validate ideas and how to launch them. That is a very important step to all online marketing. How do you go about doing that? How do you go about validating an idea? Okay, so there's lots of ways to validate an idea. Um, First of all, if you already have content out there, so if you're already creating content and you're seeing a lot of the same questions coming through, that is a great way to to say, hey, that's probably an idea that I could create um, or expand on and create a digital product about, okay? The other way would be if you are creating content and you're seeing a lot of traffic, like almost a viral level of traffic coming to a blog post, then you know, okay, people are really interested in this subject. How can I expand on that? So those are just a couple of ways. Some other things, look at the emails that people are sending you. Are you getting the same question over and over again? Look at your social media posts that you're putting out there. Are people um, kind of engaging more with one post than another? Are you getting a lot of uh, feedback on on a certain post? That's one that um, could definitely be a way to validate an idea. Just in general, looking at all of the content you're putting out there and see what people are really, um, you know, asking questions, but also engaging with as well. Wow. So, so here's my main question. You have kind of help those newbie entrepreneurs get going. Mm-hmm. Most of them aren't going to have like any traffic or any, any traction on their blog or social media posts. So, so what do they do in that case? That is a great question. So I like to kind of reverse engineer things. And I'm kind of one of those people, here's the ironic thing. I used to build websites. So I was all about, you have to have a website. You have to have a website. I totally believe that at some point you should have a website or an online home. But believe it or not, you can start completely from scratch just by creating an incentive, like a free something and putting it on a landing page so that you can start attracting people onto your email list and asking them what they're struggling with. So you, so you don't need content to start off with. But the biggest thing is you definitely need to know what your niche is. You need to know what it is that you're trying to teach people or else you're going to start building a business off of something that you don't even you know, enjoy or want to teach. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. And so if I make it so if I go, I guess I should ask you, what is your favorite software for those just getting started to create this landing page? Okay, so oh gosh, um, let me think for a second because there's different ways you can do it. Like you can use, I don't really have favorites because it's just all dependent upon your needs. So uh-huh. there's definitely things like ClickFunnels. You've got ClickFunnels out there. You have um, your different email marketing systems that have built-in landing pages. I know I'm not a huge MailChimp fan. Don't you know, kill me for that. But I believe MailChimp just rolled out landing pages. You've got ConvertKit that has landing pages and mm-hmm. also MailerLite. So for some of those newbies out there that um, something like ClickFunnels might be a little bit too intimidating, 
you can definitely use an email software like one of the ones I mentioned to build that landing page to start capturing leads. And then kind of, you know, my next step of that process is nurturing them and creating a relationship by get, by writing emails. So like a nurture sequence where you're, you know, building trust with them so that you can then ask them, hey, you know, what are you really struggling with when it comes to this topic? So it's whatever topic you're an expert in. That makes that sense. That makes sense. That does make sense. So now I want to go. So you host or you have a really successful Facebook group out there called The Launch Room. Yes. Can you, t- can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So the launch room is really a place where we talk about, you know, creating our first digital product. Not like I told you before, we do have some people that have physical products, but, you know, growing your email list works for any type of product launch, to be honest with you. So um, they're able to hop in the group and ask each other questions. I like to really engage with them just by asking them kind of where they're at, like, what are they struggling with? And that's another great place to validate, by the way, is within your Facebook community, putting polls out in your community or asking open-ended questions and just letting them kind of tell you what their struggles, their frustrations, their needs are. And um, yeah, so so it's a, just an awesome community where we all connect, where we're all kind of um, working on things to launch to people so that we can make that passive income through selling our products online. That makes sense. So when so now I want you to define what you mean when you say the word launch. Um, when I when I'm viewing that, it, I view it more as like I have this product. We're going to build up, and we're going to get people excited and on a coming soon list. And then for five or ten days, we're just going to push, 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 push to get people to buy this, and then we're going to close down the cart. Is that the kind of launch you're talking about? Yes and no. There's multiple ways to launch. So when I'm teaching within my course community, what I teach is the process of validating through a pre-sale. So you can call it launching through a pre-sale. just depends on what how you want to phrase it. And so that is not like your heavy hitting, like, you know, run Facebook ads, set up chat bots, all of those things, because that's very, very overwhelming for the newbies that are still doing this all on their own. They don't have teams. You know, they're just trying to get their product out there in front of their own audience. And so I, I walk them through how to do a pre-sale and go ahead and get that idea out there if it's validated through that pre-sale. So that means if people have actually put money down and said, yes, I want to buy that. So um, that gets them motivated and that gets them creating the um, product. Now, sometimes it's in a beta version and that means it's going to have a lot of changes before they go into a full launch. So after they they do the final step of validation, which is through pre-selling, then they're going to go ahead and launch that product, just like what you were mentioning. So open and close the cart. And then, of course, after that happens, they would go to someone like you and learn about how to funnel that product. That makes sense. So can you give me an example of this pre-sale? Can, do you have a, a hard example that you can kind of walk us through? 
Yeah. So I am just a huge, huge advocate of pre-selling your digital products before you create them. Because I've seen way too many times, I have students right now that have created multiple courses, spent all this time, all this money creating courses or other digital products, and nobody's bought them. And it takes and a long time. It takes a forever to create does, And I have one that's an expert. I mean, she is a high-level expert in what she does, but um, she... She just went off of a whim and created this product without any validation like what we were talking about. I I guess you could call that the pre-validation when you're researching and finding out what people want. The true validation is when you put it out to that audience that you've built and you said, hey, guys, this is my outline. Boom, 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 boom. You know, will you sign up? If they say yes, then it's you're paying at this price. And it's usually a lower end price point because they know that this product hasn't even been created yet. So it's kind of like... Um, oh, so you're up front with people that you have not created this info Absolutely. Yet. Absolutely. And that's oh. really... That really helps create that urgency because there, there's a couple of things. So you can also you can use this to your, your marketing advantage by telling them, hey, guys, this is my idea and you're going to be the beta members. Like you're going to be the first ones in so you can give me the feedback and help me t- help this thing take shape and help me make the proper edits. So when I'm ready to put this out into like in front of other people's audiences or do JV webinars or things like that, then it's perfected. So they're getting in at a really great price point. It's, you know, I started with my course at 197. And so people signed up for that and they gave me feedback. They knew every week I was creating the module. I took notes the entire time and then I made changes and I was able to do a full launch at $897. So big price jump there, but people knew getting in early was going to be worth the investment. Did you tell them, like, I guess, what does your landing page look like? So for a pre-sale, it is super simple. It's an outline. It is just an outline. You do have to have an idea for what you're launching. You just can't be like, hey, I'm just going to launch this thing. And <laughs> Join me. You can save you 200 bucks. <laughs> and see, it, see if you like it or not, or, you know, whatever. So no, for the course, I had an outline. Um, so it would say like I had six modules and it would say module one is going to cover this, 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 and this, and this. And that is exactly what I presented to them. And it was, it was very simple, not nothing huge. They knew that they were going to get a weekly call during those six weeks with me. So a group call and, um, they knew a couple of the features, but not too much detail went on with that. I've done the same with digital products, um, such as like a business planner. So printable planner. And I, with, there's a tool called gum road. I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's like okay. a shopping cart. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah. one of the only ones that allows you to put a reservation. I, I, th- I don't want to call a hold on the credit card because they, there's no funds reserved, but it allows you to let the, um, the purchaser go in put in their information, their credit card information and everything. And you as the seller gets to choose the date when that product's going to be released. So their credit card will not be charged until the release date. And I think that's really nice because you don't have to, let's say that you it bombs. Let's say that you put something out there and like two people bought and you're like, okay, it's totally not worth making this. I'm kind of embarrassed, but it, you know, I got to like pull it back. So you don't have to, process refunds, you just and deal with those transaction fees and stuff, you just 
you just cancel that release date. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And so you can reach back out to those people and say, Hey guys, you know what? I'm not going to move forward with this. You can, I mean, I'm all about transparency and honesty just tell them like it didn't do as well as I thought it would. Thank you for committing, but you know, I'm not going to move forward with making this. And it's happened. It's happened to even some of the biggest names out there. It just, it just happens. Sometimes you either have, you know, something that really works well and resonates with people or you don't. (laughs) That makes sense. So let's talk how hard. So I feel like it would be a little bit difficult to get people to pay $297 and tell me where I'm wrong to pay $297 for a product that doesn't exist. Is that difficult or what kind of traffic are you running or how much ad spend are you putting behind that? Can you explain that process and how, what people can expect? What are the expectations? Okay. So that's great. So again, we're working with people that are not even really into Facebook ads yet. They may or may not have a lot of traffic. The first launch um, that I did of this recent course where I priced it at, it was $197. I sold 42 spots. Um, I had zero ad spend and zero traffic. I know you're probably like, what the heck? Now, <laughs> I did have an email list of um, about 3,000 people. However, I had segmented it only down to 300 people that I was pitching this beta test, this pre-sell to. Okay. Now, this is where it gets, um, it gets a little, not tricky. I don't want to say tricky, but this is where you're probably like, okay, I still don't get where she's going with this. So what I did was I created a five-day challenge and I created a pop-up Facebook group. And that's where those 300 people that I pitched the course to were at. So for five days, I went live and I taught them something and built a relationship with them. So when on, so on day five, when I pitched the, the pre-sell or the beta version of the course, I had a really good connection with those people. Does that make sense? That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great tip. I love that. And then you just closed down the group. Yeah, I archived it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, yep. And so the three, so you whittled down your email list to 300 people. Then you invited them to a pop-up Facebook group. You got them in there and they were all uh, interacting and, and being your in your tribe. And then you made a sales pitch on the last day to buy yes. this non-existent product for 297 and you said you got 40 sales? 41. Yep. Wow, that is amazing. That's yeah. great. Okay. Well, and that's what and that's really what I want to hit home with people is that uh, and I'll tell you a quick story too about a product launch that I had that failed miserably. Um you don't have to have tons of traffic to make money online. You don't have to have a gigantic email list. For me, it's more about really providing great, high quality value and making those connections with people, creating trust with people online. And that's where you can see these higher conversion rates instead of having to have so much traffic and huge Facebook groups and, you know, pay for tons and tons of ads. Um, all of that is, is great. And we all want growth, but I feel like so many people out there think they can't make money or can't launch anything until they get to certain milestones, which isn't completely true. (laughs) Yeah. So is that something that you run in your business once a quarter or once a year or something like that, since it was so successful originally, but now you don't have to recreate that product, um, you just kind of sell it? What have you done with that product? 
So what happened was I went and I did that pre-sell. So the validation of that course, and that was back in August. And then it ran for six weeks, I believe. And we had like two weeks of bonuses. So then what happened was I took a short break and then I went into a launch. So I just kind of, I didn't copy and paste, but I did the same thing again, where I ran that challenge again, invited all the people to my email list unarchive the group. So anybody that didn't buy last time, they were still in the group and getting these notifications that it was happening again. Yes. Yes. And so then I went through the challenge again. Now I did make a little tweak. So on day five, I did not um, pitch the course. Instead, I did five days of teaching and then I had them sign up for a webinar. So that's when I did um, a full out webinar, uh, format and people attended live. And I did three different webinars and had um, the cart open for about 10 days. So the price point was a big jump from my readers because again, um, you know, I have more of a newer audience and asking them to invest at almost $1,000 is a little bit of a jump, but I had a successful $10,000 launch this time. So I didn't convert as many people, but I still converted, you know, quite a few. That list was a lot smaller too. So I had only about 150 people signed up for the challenge the second time around. Wow, that is awesome. So why is it that you wanted to raise that price up to like $900 and convert less people when the course is already made at $297? Why not just run it at $297? Well, to be honest, the amount of time invested because I I run weekly calls right now. So I'm on calls Mm -hmm. with them about two hours every week during the time of the course. And so um, also for me, I wanted people that were super committed to going through the entire course and finishing. And for me, I feel like the more money that people are willing to put forward, the more likely they are to finish the course. That makes sense. And the better testimonies I have going forward. That makes a lot of sense. um, Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing a lot better completion rate this time around. Even though I had, you know, about 50% last time, I'm seeing more of like 100% completion rate. Like everybody's going through the course, going through each module. And that's really my goal is not how many people I can just run through a course, but how many people I can actually have, you know, have successful launches after they come through my course. I like it. I like it so much. Okay. Before I let you go, I want to know um, if you know, what are the biggest mistakes people make when they launch and how do you resolve those mistakes? Gosh. Okay. So biggest mistakes. Let me think. I know, I know these off the top of my head, but I gotta, I gotta kind of organize them in my head really quick. I'm sure there's a lot of mistakes. So yeah, pick a favorite few. Okay. So first of all, um, for people that already have an email list, thinking that they can go from never communicating with their email list Mm. to just selling something right off the bat is a huge mistake. I like it. You have to stay in contact with your email list. You, they will definitely feel used and abused if you go from, you know, just collecting them in your email marketing system and never communicating with them. And then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, buy something from me. It seems, it's just not, it's just kind of desperate. And it also just doesn't resonate well with people. They, they kind of will, will get what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the other mistake when it comes to launching is going back to that validation. Just 
thinking that you have a great idea and not, um, validating it first. Like you have to make sure that this is what people want from you, not just because you think it's what people need. It has to be what they want. Um, that's a huge thing because oftentimes when you do launch things that, that you didn't validate, they don't sell. They just, they just don't sell or you're not going to meet your goals. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So definitely the validation stage and also, um, thinking, okay, I told you I was going to tell you about my failed launch and this is, (laughs) and this, yeah, this is where this comes in. So thinking that viral traffic or a lot of traffic means that you are going to be able to pop something up on your site and have sales. Um, doesn't work that way most of the time. So I had, um, when I first started out several years ago, I had an extremely viral post. When I say viral, I mean, I had, um, 60,000 people live on my site in one day. What was it? (laughs) Okay. This is when I was a DIY blogger. So it was how to fix your underwire bra. Okay. So it's basically when the wire pops through how to fix it. So I thought, wow, what great validation. Like this thing was viral for a long amount of time. I was like, people are so interested in how to fix their underwear bra. I didn't know it was that big of a problem. So great validation, right? Yeah. My issue was I thought that I could convert this traffic, this huge surge of traffic coming into my site. Um, I thought I could just convert it and didn't work that way. So I put out the product. I put it on the blog post. I I actually went and created a real product based off of this DIY fix. And I put the product on the page, shared it around. Like you were going to ship to people, like essentially to fix the bra for them. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Physical product. Put And I didn't pre-sell it or anything. I had it created, put it on the site, still was getting viral traffic. And I thought, man, I'm going to push go and I'm going to be a millionaire by tomorrow morning. And I sold one. (laughs) One. And this is with tons of traffic, tons of traffic. And where I missed the mark was I really thought that people that were coming in and off, in and off, on and off, on and off my site were were paying attention to that. And they weren't. And instead, I didn't focus on building a relationship with these people first. I'm huge on email marketing. I didn't, you know, I think I had a list, but I didn't even email my list. Like I didn't even tell them that this was happening. I thought, oh, I'm just going to make money because people are going to see it. Yeah. And that's just not the case. You very, even more so now, you have to create that relationship with people in order to convert them into buyers because there's so many people out there competing to sell online and people are getting smarter and they're wanting value and they're wanting connection and they're wanting to trust that person they're buying from. True. Wow. What a great story. I love it. Well, there is a happy ending. So it did, I I did get featured on the Today Show with the product. It was a great product. People bought it like crazy. And, um, you know, I still sell it to this day. It's not my main business, but it is a cool product. Um, But I didn't make a million dollars and I didn't make a million dollars on day one either. Wow. And the Today Show just reached out to you because they went, they like saw this thing go viral. They found it on Pinterest, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Pinterest so is all awesome. cool. Well, yeah. I'll have you yeah, back on to talk about Pinterest. Pinterest then. Yeah, let's talk about Pinterest. So, so Pinterest um, is a search engine where a lot of people still think it's social media, right? 
True. And so, and here's the thing that drives me crazy. There are a lot of amazing, and I don't know why it's a male thing, but there are a lot of amazing male bloggers out there creating content. And I've gone to their sites lately to pin to my Pinterest boards and they don't have pinnable images. So annoying. (laughs) They're not capitalizing on the power of Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. Yes. So creating, you know, those vertical graphics that people can pin to their Pinterest board really, and, and that's why my post went viral back in the day. Now the algorithms have changed, but Pinterest is still a search engine where people can, you know, come and onto the platform and search using keywords and find relevant content and relevant articles, which sends people back to your site and you're able to, you know, my main goal is always to convert them and get them on your email list. Wow. That, that's an extra handy little tip that you threw in there, even though we were talking about launching. Thank you, Leslie. Well, in growing your email list and Pinterest, it's kind of like all part of launching. That's true. For me, you know, the email list is really where I create my deepest connections with people. And it's where I really cultivate my community more than any other place, because I find that people will get more personal with you through an email. They'll reply back and tell you, you know, they'll give you a little bit more insight into their personal life than they will on a Facebook post or on an Instagram post. True. So how how often are you emailing your list? I email weekly. So I have a um, weekly newsletter called Happy Mail and it has a cute little heart envelope in it so that every week people know that that's my weekly newsletter where I, my format works like this. I like to have formats and templates for everything. So first paragraph is a very personal paragraph from me, lessons I've learned about online business or launching. And then the next section will be a uh, newer piece of content, depending on if I got one written that week or not. It would be that week's piece of content. And then the last paragraph is usually, um, you know, kind of giving them information outside of my site. So maybe a workshop that my friend is hosting or some new tools that I think are really cool or, you know, relevant pieces, relevant blog posts that I found that are not mine that, that um, people can really learn from. So, yeah. So that goes out every single week. That's awesome. Well, this is the perfect segue. I'm going to turn the time over to you. Tell us where to sign up for that email and anything else that you want the audience to know. Awesome. Okay. So my website is leslieclavijo.com and you can head over there and there's all sorts of stuff on my homepage, but there's a prominent button where you can join my business plan challenge right now is what's prominent right there. That's the challenge that I ran. The create, I found that creating your business plan and getting your idea really solid was the first step they needed before they were able to, um, to launch anything. So you can sign up for my email list there. And there's also a place on that homepage that you can click and join the launch room Facebook group, awesome. which is where I talk about every new freebie I come out with. So awesome. Well, Leslie, you have been so helpful today. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Absolutely. I had a great time, Lindsay. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I wanted to thank Leslie again for being so gracious to be a guest on the show. I truly appreciate it and found value in what she was saying. So remember, if your website is sitting dead in the water and you need an endless stream of traffic and leads, make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. We can help you with everything from Facebook marketing to SEO to pay-per-click or tying it all up in a beautiful funnel that you can rely on for endless traffic and leads to your business. So make sure you reach out 
to us today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast, which I know you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or at least share it with one friend. You can even leave us a review on Facebook. Anything you can do to support our podcast would be appreciated. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Oh,